What is up, fam? Welcome back to the Jesus Sampler podcast, or hey, welcome to it if you're new, if this is your first time listening. My name is Peyton. No, I was not named after the football star, and I'm so glad you all are here, and I'm so excited to chat about Jesus, life, and the Bible for a little while with you. So one of our main goals here on the podcast is for you to get to know Jesus on a personal level and then make him known in the world around you. So grab your Bible, maybe a coffee or your favorite snack or beverage, and let's dive into episode 29. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everybody. Hope you all are having a good week. But if you're not, depending on when you're listening, it's about to get better with the Jesus Sampler. All right, so let's jump into the episode with some testimony time. Now, if you guys are new, if we have any new listeners here, testimony time is where I, or if I have a guest on, that is their time to shine, to share their journey with Jesus. Or if it's just me, if you're just stuck with me for a solo episode, it is a time for me to share a little bit about my journey with the Lord. So this one may seem, um, what can I say, small and insignificant, but it mean it meant a lot to me. So a little backstory to this one. So this past Christmas, I got the cutest cross necklace as a gift from a sweet friend at work. Shout out Bailey. I love you. Thank you so much. I love it. Um, if you know me, you've seen me with it on. It's just this little gold dainty cross necklace. So, and I wear it every day. I never take it off. But about a month later, I took it off one time. Okay, one time for some reason, and I swore I placed it on the bathroom vanity, but when I checked the next day getting ready for work, it wasn't there. So me being me, I go to the worst case scenario. I thought my dog ate it. (laughs) I thought Annie had ate the necklace. So I was distraught. I was absolutely sad that the necklace was gone. So I looked everywhere, couldn't find it. I think it was around two days later. I went to my room to grab my shoes for work when I happened to look down and on the floor in the hallway, there it was, the cross necklace. The necklace was on the floor, perfectly placed, laying in like the most perfect little spot on the floor was a necklace. So I picked it up, put it on, haven't taken it off since. And I just thought of the verse in the Bible where it says, he cares about what we care about. Cast your care on him before because he cares for you. And so I might sound crazy, but I really think that Jesus saw how much I cared for that necklace and just had it show up on the floor of all places. So I tell you that little tidbit of a testimony, I guess you could say, to tell you that Jesus cares about every aspect of your life. Yes, he cares about that little necklace that you lost. He cares more about the feeling, how you feel about it. And he wants you to just come to him with everything. You know, come to him if you're having a bad time. Come to him if you're having a good time and just talk to him about your day, about your week, about your struggle, about your fear. Be honest and open with the Lord because when you when you do and when you are, it deepens your relationship with him. Think about a relationship in the physical, right? Communication is key. Um, I have not met a couple who um, have survived really each other if they have bad communication. So that's always an area to work on with Jesus. I'm working on it too. Um, Just recently cleaned out my closet, getting a little personal. Um, Gave away a lot of clothes. I'm going to give away a lot of clothes. So Um, And I cleaned it out and I officially have a war room in my closet. I know I talked about it on an episode before. I think it was whenever I had my sister on, but 
having a room, I really encourage you to just pick a spot in your house and just dedicate it to Jesus. You know, it can be your closet. It can be a spot in your room. It can be, you know, in your living room. It can be in your kitchen and really just have a place to go to be alone with Jesus because whenever you spend more time with the Lord, he's going to reveal more of himself to you and what he wants for your life and the plans that he has for you. And it's just a wonderful thing to just sit at the feet of Jesus and talk to him for a while because there's just something so sweet about talking to Jesus and what an honor that is, right? To know that we get the chance to talk to him, the creator of the universe and the one who created us about anything and everything. You know, we can be open and honest with him. That's not going anywhere. None of it's going anywhere to any other ears but his. And it's just awesome. So I just encourage you this week to just have some Jesus chats because Jesus conversations are the best conversations. Okay, so now let's get into the Bible for the episode. Let's get into it, y'all. Okay, what would a podcast episode be without a verse spotlight? I honestly, I know I said this last week that um, I think testimony time was my favorite part. And honestly, that's never going to change. But the verse spotlight is honestly comes in at a close second because this is a time that we get to look into a verse that was written, I don't know, like 2000 years ago that was just inspired by Jesus and his life and God and what he's done. And and so we are still in the book of Matthew and continuing our series, The Jesus Chronicles, for the listeners who are new. So this is a series that we've been in for some time since I think the beginning of the year, um, where we look at the different parables that Jesus told specifically in the book of Matthew, obviously, and break them down. So this week, if you want to flip open your Bible or honestly, I love the Bible. I love having like a physical Bible. I I could not go without one, but I know that some people just use the Bible app. So if you want to open up the app to the book of Matthew, flip to the book of Matthew. It's in the New Testament. First book there. Um, We are in chapter 13, looking at verses 24 through 30. I promise we are going to have an episode that does not have multiple verses as the spotlight here, but just hang with me because these are really good. So this is, drumroll please, the parable of the wheat and weeds. So let's see what Jesus has to say here. As always, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and the verses say, again, Matthew 13, 24 through 30. Let's start. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And so that is just a little story that Jesus told to um, his disciples. And I learned something new 
about Jesus in reading this chapter. I swear every parable that I read, I just learned something new about Jesus. And that's so, he's so intentional. He knew, he was like, okay, Peyton, you're gonna learn this about me whenever you read this parable, but you just don't know it yet. Because I always go into, I have a script that I write out like little notes. And I always am so excited just to see uh, what Jesus has to, has to tell me through this parable. And, and this one is no different. So we are told that Jesus always used stories and illustrations like this when he spoke to the crowds. So think about it. You have hundreds of people that are following you. And, and, it's, uh, and this, this stuff is like so deep. And, and, and the fact that Jesus just takes time to tell a story to people, to paint the picture of what he's trying to say, just goes to show you what patience Jesus has with, with people and with you and me today. And I have a feeling, honestly, it would be easier to tell a story in order to make it easier to understand what Jesus was trying to convey to people and tell people and teach them. And we're told that the parables are used to explain things hidden since the creation of the world. So these are not just nursery rhymes that Jesus is telling them. There's a whole lot of meaning behind them. So Jesus is revealing more about himself and the plan of God with each parable he tells, which brings us to this one, the parable of the wheat and the tares. So what does this story mean? Well, lucky for us, Jesus himself gives us the rundown later in the chapter after his disciples follow him back into a house. And I'm paraphrasing here, but they're like, hey, Jesus, so that story you told back there to everybody, what does that exactly mean? And the thing is, Jesus, who had just spoken to what must have been, again, hundreds of people, crowds with an S, that's plural. It's not just 10 people. It's not just the 12 anymore. This is really branched out. The, the name of Jesus has, has caught fire in cities and people were interested in what was going on and they came to him and they wanted to hear him. And so he spoke just a minute, not even a minute, probably. They were right on his heels, probably going back to the house there. Just spoken to what must have been hundreds of people, dealt with the Pharisees earlier on in the, in the book of Matthew, who were always talking bad about him and trying to find fault no matter what he does. I mean, literally, y'all, these guys had the audacity, okay, to tell people that Jesus gets his power from the devil. Okay, but listen to this. And demons. After literally, Jesus literally casted demons out of a man. Like the math is not mathing here. Like why would Jesus be of a demon and cast out demons from a man? That just does not make, I just want to know, like, if I could ever talk to them, I was, look, I know y'all just jealous because you could never do what Jesus does because, I mean, you're just jealous and you're just angry because their feathers were, were I think you say, rifled or something. Fluffed, I don't know. They were just angry all the time. They were just grumpy men. And, and so Jesus must have been back to, you know, the house and the disciples after he talked to the crowds and told them this parable. Jesus must have been a little tired and wanted to rest. He could have said, you know, look, listen, guys, I know you have questions and I knew them before they entered your mind, but I'm kind of tired. So just give me a second. Okay. I just need a nap. But here's the thing. That isn't who Jesus is. Okay. You don't have to worry about disturbing Jesus. There is no disturbing. We're told in the Bible that he doesn't slumber or sleep. He is constantly awake. 
He does not. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get annoyed. He loves to hear your voice. So come to him with questions. If you read the Bible, I encourage you. If you're reading a story and you have a question, go to Jesus. Be like, look, Jesus literally, it's all God. All scripture is God breathed. Every word in here is from the heart of God. It's a love letter from God to the people of this world. And so just ask him, and I'm sure you'll probably get an answer. And so that isn't who Jesus is. He's not going to say, look, kid, go back and read it again and figure it out. Like I literally, I just believe that whenever we have more conversations with God, ask him the questions, he's so ready to give you the answers. And sometimes he'll have you dig for him. I mean, sometimes he'll say, okay, go back, look at this chapter, but he'll never say, figure, go, leave me alone. I, I don't want to deal with you today. That'll never happen because he longs to hear your voice. He longs to have a relationship with you. So instead, I can almost picture this scene. He maybe pulls out a chair and sits at a table and motions for his disciples to sit around him because Jesus loved community. He loved people. He loved people, no matter what you did, no matter your past. We can see it in the various, various scenarios in, in, the, in the Bible, and especially in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just how the heart of Jesus was just so pure. I mean, it's honestly the purest thing that you could ever imagine because it's literally Jesus, the Son of God, and how he just loved people. So I'm sure he was just, he might have been tired, but I believe he was also excited just to tell more about the kingdom of heaven and the plan of God. And so the first thing we are told is that the Son of Man, being Jesus, okay, that's another word, another title for Jesus, is the farmer who planted good seed at the beginning in verse 24. So the farmer is a metaphor for Jesus. Just like I said last week, every parable that Jesus told has a little bit of Jesus woven into it. That's just so, oh, I get so excited whenever I think about this because Jesus is so intentional. Christ is so intentional with everything he says. Like if you listen and if you look and if you read, you can literally find out more about Jesus. And so Jesus begins to go on and tells more about the parable, reveal, reveals more. And the field is a metaphor for the world. And the good seed that was planted is the people of the kingdom of heaven or believers, you and me, if you believe, and followers of Christ. But the weeds are the people who belong to the evil one, which is the devil. And the enemy in the story that planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. Because y'all, that guy is always just trying to destroy the work of God and stir up discord, which is another word for just dividing people and trouble. But the harvest, this is the great part, the harvest that's spoken about at the end is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. So when I broke this down and really looked at the words of Jesus, I realized that Christ is always up to something good in our lives. And if you haven't accepted him, I can assure you that there is a plan, a set time, and a season where you will encounter Jesus at some point. Hey, it could be today listening to this episode here, and you will get the chance to say yes. And if you are following Christ, maybe have been for a while, um, we are constantly in the field so to speak, okay, in the world, whether that is in school or in the workplace or the grocery store or the coffee shop, wherever you are every day, that is your field. You're constantly around people that God loves and that you might be used to bring Jesus to somebody. 
But as I sat with Jesus in prayer recently, a phrase came to my mind, and it was this. We are called to be in the world, but not like it. And man, that hit me really hard because, of course, you know, why would we as followers of Christ want to sit hold up in our homes all the time? Jesus didn't stay in one place. He didn't stay in a home his whole journey. He went out to different cities and different places and encountered different people and constantly just brought the, the go- good news of the gospel, which is essentially him, to people and said, this is a free gift. Freely you have received, freely give, right? And so that's what Jesus is extending that call, the commission to believers to do is to get out of your house. Don't sit on your butt and eat dill pickle, Lay's potato chips. Okay, those are my favorite. And watch your favorite TV show. Get up and go do something for God. You know, whether that's telling your testimony to someone um, or just telling what Jesus has done for you or having a great attitude despite the situation. Um, Just show Jesus to people wherever you are because you never know what somebody is going through and you never know who you can impact by being a follower of Jesus wherever you are. Don't ever let your your light be dim. Don't ever ruin your witness. That's from my mom, Mama Becky. Um, she always told me that growing up and it stuck with me and it's something that I will tell my kids. Don't ruin your witness. Don't allow the fear, okay? The Bible literally says, fear not. Fear not over and over and over again. I think it's like 365 times. Fear not, do not fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay? Jesus is not fear. Jesus was never afraid. Be bold wherever your world is. Be bold and stand for Jesus because you don't know how many lives could be changed when you do. And so I really want to talk about the opposite side too. The enemy will constantly try to plant weeds in your life, whether that is friends leaving you, a hard class at school, a hectic week in the office, or feelings of sadness, depression, and loneliness. I'm getting real here because I've been there. I've been depressed. I've been lonely. I've been sad beyond words that can describe it. I've had friends leave me that I thought would be in my wedding, you know? Um, But a tip here for the feelings part that the enemy deals with. Do not, listen here, do not seek validation from people. Seek validation from Jesus and what he says about you. Because here's the thing, truth bomb here, people's opinions will change about you on the dime, on the day. But Jesus will never, ever, ever, not in a millisecond, change his opinion about you. He's always in your corner no matter what. There's nothing that you can do. There's no sin that's too great. There's no hole that's too deep that he can't pull you out of. There's no, I don't know, quicksand that you've sunk too deep in and you're stuck and you're, that you're just going to drown. No, all you have to do is cry out to Jesus and say, help me. And he will literally extend his hand and pull you up. The good shepherd, refer back to that parable, right? He left the 99 to go and find the one. So if you're, if you're, straying today or if you're feeling you know like you're between a rock and a hard place just cry out to jesus be honest with him and he will meet you there in that hardship because that's who he is he's long suffering that's one of his characteristics he's all in a hundred percent that this is not a cheesy rom-com where the girl screws up and the guy walks out no jesus never walks away the only person who gets the chance to walk away is you and i guess this is a uplifting episode y'all hope i'm doing something to uplift you today and i encourage you to pray this week jesus if i have any weeds in my life that keep us apart pull them up by the roots and toss them aside 
start filling more time in with Jesus, okay? So this could be praying, picking a book of the Bible and studying it, reading a few verses, or if you want to, a few chapters, okay? That's equivalent to putting Roundup on the weeds. You're killing the weeds, you're pulling them up, you're yanking them up. If you put time in for Jesus, your life will begin to show it, okay? People will begin to see Christ in you, giving you more opportunities to witness and tell others your story about how Jesus changed your life because nobody can tell your story like you can. And I know I say it all the time, but I love it. Jesus conversations are the best conversations. For me, I'm getting real here, I face this lately. When I'm up against a wall and things aren't going my way, I ask myself, what am I gonna do? Am I going to rely on myself and what I think? Or am I going to rely on what Jesus and what he thinks and what he says about me? Lean on what his word says, not what the world says, okay? Let me say that again. Lean on what Jesus, God, what his word says, what the Bible says, and not what the world says. Because when you truly walk the walk, I think that's when people start to notice Jesus in you, that you really are different. And Jesus calls us to be set apart from the world, not be just like everyone else in it. You ask yourself, okay, this week, ask yourself, okay, Jesus, what are some ways that I can live set apart from others this week? And researching for this episode, I actually found a couple to share with you guys. So let's check them out. Number one, check out the Bible and what it has to say about living this life. So read the gospels, read, you know, um, parables from Jesus, what he tells us, how he tells us to live. Um, rely, just dive deep into the Bible because that's where you learn how to live your life. This is literally a guidebook onto how, into how to live your life for Jesus and him only. Live for the audience of one, right? Being Jesus Christ. Number two, study the characteristics of Jesus and pray to become more like him. You know, we can see that he never hit the Pharisees, even though that would be like, oh my gosh, like if that happened, I'd be like, yeah, like I'd be just like edge of my seat. Um, or lash out at his disciples. And he never turned his back on the plan of God. He followed through despite the pain, the heartbreak, the heartache and hardships he faced. So this means we, as followers of Christ, need to be kind to others when they are unkind to us. Show love to those who you really don't get along with and share your light for the whole world to see. By looking at Christ, we can see that he obviously stood out from the world and we are called to do the same. And finally, number three, keep a guard on your eyes and ears. So worldly influences are everywhere, okay? I'm just gonna be real with you guys. You can see it on TV if you still watch that. I know there's streaming services now, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, whatever you watch. I'm not even sure if commercials are even a thing anymore. I know there's ads, but I guess it's a little different. Social media and the people around us. So we're always being influenced by something. Start looking into Christian music Find a church that offers online sermons to listen to during the week. Again, I like the porch. That's a really good one. And root yourself into the Bible. Trade nights out with nights in with Jesus. I know that sounds kind of cheesy and lame to younger people, but man, if you just knew Jesus, really knew him beyond the stories in the Bible and what he could do for you, it's just a game changer for sure. He changes your desires and changes you from the inside out. That's just who Jesus is. That's how he works. There's no one like him. And when you learn more about Jesus and just start running after him, this allows our relationship to grow with God. Okay, so some of you may be asking, why is it so important to be set apart, Peyton? What is the big deal? 
I want to answer that with this. Jesus sat down with sinners, remember? Right? You can recall that moment. If you can't, he did. Yes, he ate with them. He sat down at the table. He ate some good food, probably. He ate with them, but did not participate in their sinful lifestyles. How are we supposed to change the world and impact others for the sake of Christ if we are acting like everyone else and talking like them? If we look at Jesus, the ultimate blueprint, right, that we are supposed to follow, he didn't act like everyone else. He didn't talk like everyone else. He was open to everybody. You know, he didn't, he didn't restrict certain people from following him. He allowed, you know, everyday people like you and me, the crowds that were following him back in the parable, right, that he spoke to, to hear what he had to say. And think about this for a minute. There are conversations that Jesus probably had that we don't know about. There are one-on-one conversations that Jesus had probably with some of those people in the crowds that day that we don't know about. And that's just something because it was every day. Like they had eight hours in a day like we do. You know, it's hard. I always like think it's so hard to believe that, you know, um, this is probably going to sound really weird, but like their world was kind of like ours in a way, you know, like they walked around, they talked, they ate. Because like whenever you read the stories of the Bible, parting of the Red Sea, Daniel, Daniel, Um, And the lion's den, David and Goliath, like that stuff actually happened. You know, God showed up, Jesus showed up, changed the situation, changed the scenario. And it's just so amazing to think that we have this book that we so, so freely get to carry with us anywhere and that we can read it anytime and learn more about Jesus. So I encourage you to, to be bold and have courage to tell the good news of Jesus to others, no matter what, because Jesus was hated. We can see that, you know, the Pharisees weren't a big fan of him. You know, they sought to cause trouble everywhere he went. You know, um, even if he worked a miracle, they'd find a way, you know, to sneak in, slither in like a snake and just say, well, you did it on the Sabbath or, you know, why'd you heal this way? You know, and I can't imagine there's conversations probably that they they had amongst themselves that we won't know about. And I don't want to know about them because they were rude. And they were my least favorite characters in the Bible. And so I'm glad. I can only imagine, okay, this is so random and a tidbit, but I am just like, I just had a thought. And this is a podcast, so it's kind of like thoughts come, you talk about them. So can you imagine like the Pharisees and the, and the, Rome, and the soldiers? And can you imagine when they thought they had Jesus dead? gone like oh yeah i'm sure they threw parties i'm sure they were so excited they were laughing they were like man back to back to old times now we don't have to worry about jesus anymore and that third day came and they they went to the tomb and it was empty oh can you just imagine that for a minute like they knew oh buddy where'd he go (laughs) they thought you know his body was stolen but he was back he was back he's alive and he's alive now what an honor it is to serve Jesus and to know him personally. And that blows my mind too, that we get to know Jesus personally, that he wants to know you today. So again, if you haven't accepted Jesus, please, all, it's so simple. Pray the prayer, you know, um, Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. Please, ex- please, I, I accept you into my heart. Change my life today. It's so simple. And 
know that he wants to get to know you today on a personal level. And also, if you're listening today and want to accept Jesus into your heart, again, it's really simple. It's not complicated at all. So pray this with me. Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins and thank you for dying on the cross and rising again. I believe that you are alive and that you want to do something great with my life. Help me to share the good news that you want everybody and that nobody is left out. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do and what I'm going to see you do in my life and the lives of others around me. Amen. Now, to close the episode, I want to share something that's really been on my heart lately. Don't rely on God through somebody else. Rely on God for yourself. So I think this can really apply for middle or high school students or even in college. I know that we have listeners of all ages, so I wanted to include everyone. No one is left out. But if you look around at our world now, there's trends popping up every day, and it seems like you feel this urge to constantly try and keep up, right? But don't just follow Jesus just because your parents do or your friends are. Follow him because you want to, okay? Because Jesus can see past all the facade, all the, all the, you know, the, the play that's going on, you know, all the facade that's going on. He sees your heart. You know, God doesn't look on the outward appearance of man. He looks on the inward appearance of the heart. Follow Jesus because you want to. Follow him so that you can learn more about the one who died for you. Follow him so that you can have your own story. Do not rely on what somebody else has been telling you about Jesus. Yes, that's so good. That's great. That's how you can build, you know, your relationship with Jesus. But follow him so that you can have your own story because your story holds power power of deliverance over your past because everybody has a past. I don't care if it's, I've been to jail 500 times, or if it's, I stole candy whenever I was like four from the grocery store, or I, me, I never partied. I really never drank. I never did drugs. I never had this, you know, long rap sheet. And I'm not dogging anybody who does because Jesus loves everybody. And I am called to love everybody too, because Jesus said yes to me. You know, he said, yes, I want you. I don't care about your past. That's something I've struggled with y'all. I've told you when everybody told their testimony, I was like, man, yeah, you have a real good testimony. What am I supposed to say? Um, Yeah, so I was raised in church my whole life and got saved when I was 10 and um, had my moment, you know, two weeks of running on the run from Jesus, but I'm back and um, do a podcast now, did a blog. So yeah, but then Jesus really, you know, talked to me about it and said, your story is your story and nobody can tell your story like you can. And somebody needs what you have to say about Jesus and your story alone because somebody's facing the same thing you did once. So really encourage you today. No testimony is weak. No testimony is awful. All testimonies are meant to uplift and glorify Jesus. So tell your testimony today, whether that is on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, at your workplace, in the grocery store, in the coffee shop, tell your testimony. I just wanted to encourage you to do that today. Start the journey with Jesus so that you can impact lives through him. Because that is such a, this is, this, this is the thing, right? The big thing. It's a domino effect. And honestly, I want to talk about, you know, um, my generation for a minute. Y'all, we are on the verge of something that is amazing. 
like God is on the move right now. You know, last year with all the revivals that happened, um, it's just God getting ready. And, and it's like the book of Jeremiah talks briefly. It's like fire shut up in my bones. And that's where I'm at right now. Like this whole Jesus experience that I've had, I just want to share it with everyone. And I'm so grateful to all of you who are listening for sticking with me this far and for allowing me to just tell you about my story with Jesus and to tell you about Jesus for a little while. I've always said that this podcast, the blog, this whole journey with Jesus isn't about me, but it's about making him known. Because honestly, I just want to take someone to heaven with me. And that's so wonderful to think about because Jesus is so much more than a trendy Bible verse in your bio, cute coffee and Bible dates and the whole aesthetic of it all. Trust me, okay, I'm going to be real with you guys. I've fallen into that and there's nothing wrong with snapping pics and posting them about Jesus because Lord knows this generation really needs it. You know, we need to be bold for Jesus. We need to be bold for Christ. But I've realized that Jesus is so much more than a, than a trendy aesthetic, but this is a lifestyle. You know, it's like I always compare it to athletes, okay? Like they get up every day and they have the drive, you know, to train, to study the teams that they play, um, to fix, you know, to, to train, work out anything that's, that's hurt, um, go to therapy for their physical therapy, for their injuries, you know, stuff like that, all for the sake of the game. Okay, let Jesus be more than an aesthetic in your life that is on in the background. Let him be your life. Let him be a lifestyle in you. Have Jesus on your mind 24-7 because when you do, more people will say, hey, that girl or that guy, they're different. I want to know more about that. So I want to encourage you, don't, don't be afraid to tell people about Jesus, to let Jesus become your life because when you do, when, when you give Jesus time, he'll pour into you some great stuff that you can give to others. Okay, but trust me, this, this is real. You know, like I said last week, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. It's not a joke. It's not a gimmick. It's real. And Jesus can change your life today. Um, so I just encourage you to just give more time to Jesus this week and watch him do something great with your life. You know, the Bible says that we are living epistles known and read of all men. You've accepted Jesus and you're following him. So I want my journey with Jesus to be personal and rooted deep in my love for him and not just for the posts and the likes of the followers because all that's going to go away someday. You know, whenever I'm like 50 and I'm like posting my be real or I'm posting my, you know, Bible date with my husband, like, I don't know, not many people will be like, yeah, Peyton, like, girl. <laughs> love the picture, love the filter. Like, no, like it's trends die. You know, Instagram is probably not going to be a thing forever and neither is TikTok and neither is Facebook. I don't know, but Jesus is forever. It's a forever thing. This never ends. This never ends. And that is such a great thing to think about because when you think about it, knowing Jesus truly is the best thing ever. He's the sweetest person that I've known. Um, this, the best thing that's ever happened to me, the best decision that I've ever made. And I say it all the time and I'm going to say it again. Saying yes to Jesus is the best yes that you'll ever choose and say. <laughs> all right, let's close this episode with a prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you for this great Sunday. I thank you for the awesome fried chicken that I just had. And I thank you for all the listeners that are here on the podcast today. Bless them, keep them. 
Lord, protect them as they go throughout their week. Lord, I pray over every person, if they're in college, if they're in school, if they're in, in corporate America, if they're in the grocery store, wherever we are this week, Lord, let our light shine greatly for you. Don't let us be afraid to tell our testimony, God, and let us be intentional with our walk with you. Let us spend time one-on-one -on -one with you this week. God, I just pray that you just you just pour out your heart, pour out, pour out what you have for us. And Lord, let us accept it and, and go out into the world and preach the good news of the gospel and the good news that you want everybody and nobody is left out. I thank you that you died on the cross for me and rose again. And Lord, if you had to do it all over again for me or for them or for anybody, you would. Lord, I thank you for for what you're going to do in this in this generation, in the world. I thank you that the fire that is igniting for revival is only just the beginning, Lord, and let us all be a part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, y'all, don't forget to hit that follow button at the top. Spotify and Apple have uh, both of those. So, and uh, give us a follow, rate us five stars so more people can find the show. And share the show with someone today. You know, share it with, you know, your family, share it with friends, share it with people at church, share it at work, school college, whatever, share it. Um, get the word of Jesus out there. Get the name of Jesus out there. Get more people on Team Jesus. So as always, don't forget to tell somebody about Jesus today. And I will catch you in episode 30. That is insane. We're almost at 30. Oh my gosh. So I'll catch you in episode 30. Love you guys. Have a great week or weekend, depending on when you're listening. And I will see you in episode 30. Bye.